When you sign up for BP Me Rewards, you can get five cents off every gallon of gas every time at BP or Amico stations. That means more savings and more whatever you'd like to use your savings on. So treat yourself. It's on us. Visit bp.com slash save to learn more. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. The X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. And yes, after 26 years, we're still broadcasting from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, in the broadcast facilities and corporate headquarters of Relmar McConnell Media Company. If you'd like to uh, send me an email, exxon at com, and all social media sites, TV. To find out what's going on in the X-Zone, www.xzoneradiotv.com. And to find out about the great programming we have for you 24-7, 365, with our compliments. And instead of going all over the net to find out who's where, what, how, and when, where to listen, you just go to one simple uh, website address, and that's xzbn.net. My my guest this hour, Exonation is Cindy Dale. She is the author of over 20 best-selling books about energy medicine and intuition. Her most current book, Llewellyn's Little Book of Chakras, is a pocket-sized exploration of all things chakras. Amongst her other books, the Subtle Body Encyclopedia series has garnered world-renowned reviews, and The Complete Book of Chakra Healing is published in over 15 languages. She teaches classes around the world and has worked with almost... Get ready for this. 65,000 clients. She lives in Minneapolis with two dogs and a baseball-loving son, which means that she can most often be found at the ballpark. Joining me now is Cindy Dale. Cindy, welcome to the X-Zone. Thank you, Rob. I'm really happy to be here, and I'm not at the ballpark at this moment, so I'm really, really happy. So wait, Baseball's wait. lovely, but it's mm-hmm. even more fun to talk about things like chakras. All right, for our listeners who may be joining us for the first time with our ever-expanding, growing of Exxon Nation, what is a chakra? A chakra is a subtle energy organ, and each of those three words is actually important. You know, we know we have organs. We studied them in eighth grade biology. Organs are, you know, can be found in a certain part of our body. They have a certain function. You know, when a doctor, you know, cuts you open and looks for your liver, they know where your liver is going to be. Um, and they have functions, you know, that are really, really vital to us physically, but also psychologically to mm-hmm. some extent. Chakras are a lot like physical organs, except they're made out of an energy. Energy meaning information that moves that is sort of faster than we're usually able to perceive. So they're really, really fast organs. And because they operate and move so quickly, they're actually able to perform a lot more activities than your gallbladder or your liver can. They can be physical in orientation. They can Mm -hmm. perform psychological duties, but they're also really spiritual. And I actually connect them to a lot of our spiritual functions and our intuition as well. You know, it's it's funny. Over the years doing this show, I've seen 
certain aspects of the new age paranormal parapsychology come and go. But what I've seen is the growing amount of interest and the growing thirst of knowledge when it comes to energy and the chakras. Isn't it fascinating? I mean, when my first book came mm-hmm. out probably 25, 28 years ago, and it was called New Chakra Healing, my entire family thought I was crazed. Wow. Literally, I, I know I went to a family reunion, and everybody was standing on a deck, and I had my new book. And one of the older couples in the family came up to me and said, wow, you know, we really want to see your book. The rest of the family gravitated toward the opposite side of the deck, and it literally groaned. I really thought they were all, you know, kind of lost. But, you know, these days, just about everybody knows what a chakra is. Exactly. In fact, a few years ago, I dated a man who was a CEO, and he was in that whole crowd. And they literally sat me down one time and said, do you think you could figure out how to attune our chakras so we could golf better? (laughs) So that's the book yet to be written, Chakra Golf. Unbelievable. Cindy, you and I have to uh, take a break. Please stand by. Great talking to you. Congratulations on all your achievements. And ExoNation, uh, Cindy and I will return on the other side of this break. And I'm going to ask Cindy if maybe her energy healing can kind of get rid of this darn summer cold. It can't be a summer cold. It's not summer yet. Let's work on it. All right. Cindy Dale is our guest. www.cindydale.com. C-Y-N-D-I-D-A-L-E. Dot com, and we'll both be back talking more about chakras here in the X-Zone. After all, this is a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. And we come to each and every one of you around the world, Monday through Friday, from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern, on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, Talkstar Radio Network, Radio X, and uh, iHeartRadio. We'll be back on the other side of this break with Cindy Dale. Don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Hello, I'm Pete Marsh. 
with my daughter Justina, we will be presenting the new radio show, Too Good to Be True. If something seems too good to be true, it usually is. But with the help of Justina's amazing gifts, we're going to gain insight into questions that don't yet have complete answers. Have you wondered who built Stonehenge and for what reason? Why are crop circles found in the same region as Stonehenge and elsewhere? Are crop circles a hoax or are they created with technologies that we have little knowledge of? Who built the pyramids in Egypt and also in other countries? How and why were they built? Was the Titanic switched with the Britannic as part of a gigantic insurance fraud or for more insidious reasons? What caused the Tunguska event when trees were flattened over an 800 square mile area in Siberia? Will the new insights be too good to be true? Well, that will depend on what you are prepared to believe. Please join us as we start on this journey together. For more information on Too Good To Be True, visit www.xzbn.net. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an 8-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500-plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. Cindy Dale is my guest of this hour, Exxon Nation. Cindy is the author of Llewellyn's Little Book of Chakras, and her website is www.cindydale.com. How many chakras are there, Cindy? Well, Rob, I have many answers to that. Okay. <laughs> you don't want to be complicated about numbers. Okay. You know, most people believe that there are seven and that they anchor in the spine and the physical body and rotate in the front of the body and the back side of the body. Um, and there are seven. However, there are also more than seven. You know, we'd like to think there's seven because mm-hmm. back in the early 1900s, this fantastic book called The Serpent Power came out in the West. And the author, Arthur Avalon, Sir John Woodrow, said there are seven. However, you read the fine print in the book, he says, you know what, this is just one system. Even in India, people believe that there are anywhere between two and 29 or some such number of chakras. So I work with 12 chakras because I also work with chakras that are outside of the body proper Mm -hmm. because it affords us a lot more opportunity to work with heavenly and earthly energies. And I've done a huge study on chakras around the world, you know, and even within, you know, a certain culture, like the Incan culture, you know, some communities say there's eight, some say there's nine, some say there's five. Um, I think it's really important just to kind of get a sense of the seven basic chakras and then add on from there, you know, and expand your repertoire as you go. You were uh, sharing some stories with us before we went uh, to break about a group of CEOs asking you if, if you know, by tuning or aligning or understanding their chakras, if that would increase, ironically, instead of their business, they said golf. <laughs> yes. but, I think they didn't care that much about business. They were very competitive with each other uh-huh. on who had the best uh, golf strokes. <laughs> And here's the, here's, you know, kind of the bottom line of that is I could help them with golf. Given that I can't even swing that tiny little stick or hit that little tiny ball, I thought that I was very effective serving as a golf coach because the energy centers, the chakras, you know, each regulate a different part of the body, a different part of the mind. They 
operate and interact with a different part of the soul. So if you want to perform, say, something physical really well, Mm -hmm. you would work with the energy center that's in the hip that regulates the physical body. If you want to be able to scream at your competition, you want to work with the throat chakra. So I literally worked with a number of their different chakras to get them what we call in the chakra field, open, flowing, uh, help the person, you know, whoever it is I was coaching, you know, kind of feel grounded, kind of go into the zone. Mm -hmm. And each time I worked with one of these gentlemen, their game improved. Wow. I know. Isn't that fun? <laughs> that, that is amazing. So why do you... Well, why, super why, cool because I can't hit a ball. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? I, I've, got to, I've got to tell you my interpretation of golf. You <laughs> I'd see, love to hear it. What you do is you get up very early in the morning to drive to a place that is mostly based on status and ego, to walk in front of that place about 20 feet away is the first green. Okay, so mm-hmm. you look down the fairway and you hit that ball and you keep hitting that ball until you sink it in the first hole, second, third, fourth, until you basically get back to the clubhouse where most golfers sit and enjoy the, the spirits of a different kind. Exactly. Now, my I idea... Like the clubhouse part. Yeah. Well, That's you, my favorite Well, part. you see, my idea is... You know, I've always believed that the shortest point between two places is a straight line. So what I do is I go up. Instead of going into the clubhouse, I just go to the green, hit the ball as hard as I can, and say goodbye and walk into the clubhouse. You know, like, <laughs> There's probably a shocker for that, too. I could come yeah, up with one. I'm, I'm, sure you, I'm sure you can. The uh, spirit chakra. I mean, you already handed that one to me. Well, you, please, <laughs> my gift to you for all the great things that you do. Thank you. Um, you were talking about working with chakras. What does this mean? You know, it, it's it's the same as when people talk about cleansing their liver or uh, bettering their heart or making their heart healthier or, you know, taking care of a component of the body. Mm-hmm. We need to do that with the chakras. But it's even more powerful to so-called work with the chakras or cleanse them and keep them healthy and concentrate on them because the chakras impact exponentially so many more aspects of our reality than just a physical organ does. So, you know, if you look at, say, the second chakra, it's in the abdomen, it relates to creativity and feelings, there's a front side, there's a back side, and you keep this energy center open so it's relating to the world in a healthy way, you'll be able to feel other people's feelings, but you won't own them as if they're yours. You're going to be compassionate and empathetic, but you'll also be able to be creative, and you'll have a lot of energy for any sort of endeavor or innovation that you want to perform. So we work with the chakras by sensing what's going on with them, fine-tuning them, you know, maybe doing, you know, kind of a literal tune-up. And if we have a desire, whether it be for healing or manifesting, we can figure out which chakra we may want to focus on and or direct energy through to better enable us to meet a goal. Hmm. So how did you ever get involved in doing the work you're doing? How did well, it all I didn't start? Start. <laughs> I didn't even. I'm a white wonderbred Norwegian Lutheran. All right. I don't think Norway. Well, actually, one of my books is in Norwegian now. It, the Kundalini book. I was like, wow, really impressed that Norway would go that way. I mean, it's all white food, mm-hmm. and we're the most staid people on the planet. I'm from Minnesota, but we're all Norwegians here. You okay. know, when I was a kid, I could see energy. I saw colors coming off of people. I saw shapes around people that were conical or spherical that later I figured out were chakras. I could see their energy fields, these sort of circles around them. Uh I could see spirits. I could see angels. I could hear ghosts. It didn't exactly fit the Lutheran mold. Let me just put it that way. So my parents thought I was making things up, except frequently I was accurate about what was going on. You know, I sort of knew when mom was angry because I saw this big red energy in her hip area and it would be pulsing. And I just ran for the hills. 
or I knew when my dad was stressed about something because there was a color in a part of the body associated with that. But, you know, I didn't know those were chakras. They weren't in the Bible, I'll tell you that. Well, they're sort of in the Bible in the very last book, but it's a little zany to pick that out of there. Um, and so I really didn't know what was going on until I took an energy class, a healing class, in my 20s, and all of a sudden it was like, well, this is what I can see. This is what I feel. This is what makes the body work. So all of this fell into place, Rob. It was sort of like I was already there, preemptively there, ready to learn everything I could about energy and healing and intuition and psychism, because to me, that's what made the world go round. I mean, the, what occurred in people's lives and in the world, to me, was a product of those colors or those energies, you know, sort of not really the other way around. How many times in your professional career has somebody come to you for assistance and they have gone to seek medical professional advice and the Western practitioners cannot help them? They come to see you and because of your knowledge of energy, the chakras, you're able to help. Much of the time, most of the time. I have doctors, therapists, psychiatrists sending me clients, mm -hmm. and I do have to say that frequently they have a sense that the cause of the problem that they're dealing with might be an energy, an entity, a past life, uh, an occurrence in childhood, you know, mm -hmm. something that they can't quote from a textbook. And frequently because of their licenses, they can't tell the person that. They can just write my name on a piece of paper and say, you know, why don't you just go to this woman? <laughs> and, you know, people will listen. They may not even know what I'm doing. They may not understand energy, and that's okay, because we're made of energy even if we don't understand sure. that, because they're usually desperate at that point. Um, I still remember working with somebody, and, and you know, I'm careful not to – you know, pretend that I'm a doctor or a therapist, but mm -hmm. I always tell people, you know, I get visions, I get senses and feelings, I get awarenesses, and I hear stuff. I hear beings talk. So I'm just going to tell you what's going on. In some ways, I have the easiest job in the world. It's sort of like I'm sitting in front of this ethereal television mm -hmm. and just trying to describe what it is that's happening on the TV for the person. And I remember one person who'd had, oh, dozens of different diagnostics and they could never figure out what was wrong and I asked them some questions and figured out that they were still connected to the land upon which they were born there's an energy center that actually links you know to the land you're born on and it had been turned into a dump site I said you know you're being polluted from the land they go well that's weird I said no more word than the 40,000 diagnoses that you've already had so we did a little energy work. They called back a week later, and they were fine, fine, absolutely fine. So, you know, talk about the basis of your program where fact and fiction are sort of mixed up. There's a lot more in this world. Shakespeare would agree with me, um, you know, that then, then we can see. And it's the stuff that we can't see that's, I think, usually creating both our opportunities and our challenges. Why doesn't the medical community just accept this and say, you know uh, what, we're going to incorporate this into our present-day healing uh, because it works? I know. Well, I think science is getting there. I love research. I love science. And I do read the more obtuse sides of science. But, you know, we're getting there with our... In, you know, kind of our research on sound and light. You know, there's bandages now that have, you know, like little sound um, radios in them. And so in order to get the medicine through the skin layers, they just slap this bandage on, medicines, you know, next to the skin, you know, and pull songs or sound, you know, kind of from the bandage to get the medicine all the way down into, you know, the bone or wh wherever it is they need to get it. Um, lots of research is happening with different kinds of light and colors and how that's healing people. You know, literally they're sending, you know, kind of radioactive isotopes in somebody and then they're able to pulse a certain kind of light. We have cells in the body that really perform photosynthesis. I mean, so, so science is getting there, but sideways. It's really the medical, the professional medical community that people like us go to that don't know what's happening in science and don't like really energy medicine because mm. a lot of it is based on intuition. You know, it can't really be proven. And 
even though, like, I write books that have a lot of structure to them, like, here's the system, and here's what this color means, and blah, blah, blah. You know, frankly, when I work with people, I sort of throw my system out of the window because everybody's different. So it's hard to categorize. You have to personalize everything, which takes time, and you don't have proof unless you see if something works. Hmm, it sounds a little bit like what medicine is supposed to be, <laughs> but, you know, it doesn't fit within the rigors. Uh, even though I have a lot of clients even mm-hmm. who are doctors and therapists and nurses, you know, who do understand this, they're very uncomfortable putting it into their actual practice. Well, Cindy, I can tell you one thing. Our listeners love you. And Cindy and I will ah. be back on the other side of this break, Nation, as we take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Once again, my guest this hour is Cindy Dale. Her website, C-Y-N-D-I-D-A-L-E dot com. And she's the author of Llewellyn's Little Book of Chakras. My name is Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon. And we're coming to you from our broadcast center and corporate head office in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Check us out at www.xzbn.net. are our personal gateways into infinite wisdom. Don't miss Shamanic Counselor and Indigenously Trained Dream Decoder Sandra Corcoran's inspiring book, Shamanic Awakening Between the Dark and the Daylight. This remarkable work chronicles Sandra's 35 years of experience with diverse wisdom keepers and her initiations throughout the Americas and across the British Isles, Turkey, Greece, and Egypt. Sandy's knowledge of symbology, psychology, and myth influence her dream blog and workshops. Sandy offers private tarot readings, international journeys, a meditative CD, as well as her book, Shamanic Awakening, to encourage you as you navigate this earthwalk, creating a deeper connection to yourself and all that is. Find this and more at Sandy's website, starwalkervisions.com. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence. Our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime. Nemology science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. Sharon Lynn Wyeth created Nemology Science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today. Know the name, know the person. Or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. Hello, I'm Justina Marsh, and with my dad, Pete, we are going to present a new show called Too Good to Be True. Together, we are aiming to discover more truths about this world and beyond. Do you have unanswered questions about the world? Do you ever wonder about aliens, conspiracy theories, or the universe? There are many shows discussing subjects such as pyramids or UFOs, but we want to relay this information based on our own research, including from spiritual means. 
Hopefully, listeners will be helped with their own beliefs and will appreciate the psychic insights that add to the previous research and information. We both look forward to sharing this insight and beginning this journey with our listeners. Visit xzbn.net for more information about when to listen. Welcome back. Cindy Dale is my guest this hour, Exonation. We're talking about chakras. And if you'd like to get a hold of Cindy, find out more about her, www.cindydale.com. You know, we, we were talking before about the medical community and chakras, and and basically they can't see it, so they can't, you know, they, they don't believe it. And, and yet, Cindy, you can take a certain type of camera to see a person's aura or electromagnetic field. Isn't that proof yes, enough for them? Can. Yes, that- you can. And you know, and you can see the alterations in that field when people think a positive thought versus a negative thought, or I hate to say that when they're eating chocolate versus when they're eating uh, vegetables. <laughs> I'd like to say chakras really greatly expand the auric field positively, but it tends not to. Um, you know, so yeah, you can see conclusive evidence that we are made out of energy, and bands of energy, bands of frequency. We understand frequency as color or sound, right. you know, and that we interpenetrate. Great studies out of the HeartMath Institute out in California mm-hmm. um, that are showing evidence that, you know, we inter- we're just oscillating fields of energy. And we interconnect with other people, not just the people we're around, uh, but, you know, but if we've met somebody, at some level, we stay connected to them. And, you know, so I think that's a little hard for the medical establishment to understand that you could literally have a pain in your knee because your mother, a thousand miles away, actually has arthritis in her knee. Um, But I've experienced it. I had heart arrhythmia for several years every night between 10 p.m. and midnight, and nothing I did made a difference. You know, I changed my diet. I tried to go to sleep earlier. I took beta blockers. And about 50% of the condition went away when one night I was just desperate. And arrhythmia is like a weird heartbeat, a regular heartbeat. I called my mom at about, you know, 11 p.m., and she was drinking. And I thought, you know what? All my sisters and my mother drink, and I'm allergic to alcohol. I'm literally, it's like I'm sitting down at a bar with all three of them, even though they're in different states in the United States, you know, and it's sort of like I'm taking in their liquor and I'm having a physical reaction. That's through the heart chakra. That's the fourth chakra that's, you know, in the heart and the lung area. And I thought, you know what, this is not the way, uh, you know, maybe I'm trying to keep them from drinking, so I'm absorbing this so that I'm processing, you know, the alcohol for them out of a sense of love. But I was literally harming myself by doing that. So I decided not to do it anymore, and boom, most of the arrhythmia disappeared. Never again between 10 p.m. and midnight. So we are energy. But I don't think a doctor's going to write a prescription, you know, like stop drinking with your non, <laughs> non-physically present relatives, you know, between these two hours. Exonation, Cindy Dale is our guest. And um, Cindy, the, um, could we say that energy within the body is the soul, that when we pass, this energy leaves, thus our soul leaves? Yes, I do believe that we are primarily a soul, that I, I, I use the word spirit also. I believe that our kind of infinite self, I use the term spirit, you know, that's the part of us that knows that it's always connected to creator, source, God, whatever word is comfortable for people. And then I think of our soul as sort of like a slowed down part of our spirit that, you know, You know, our spirit is loving and understands love and gives and receives it. But what good is that in a material universe where we're we're really each here to create more love, 
So we have to have experiences to do that. So I think it's our soul, you know, that's here to learn about love, give love, receive love, you know, kind of doing it in our own unique way. And that soul inhabits the body in order to have really solid learnings and teachings about love. And, you know, frankly, sometimes we blow it and sometimes we get it right. And when we die, the soul leaves and takes all those learnings and thought-provoking experiences with it. Interesting. Interesting. So if somebody has a problem and they're referred to you, what is, what is the procedure when you first meet these people? How do you, how do, you do what you do? <laughs> Sometimes I don't know. <laughs> I mean, but, but I just start. Um, I'm ironically 90 to 95% of the time I actually work over the phone with people, which I think is even more, it's not more strenuous. I actually even enjoy it more because I like to get very little data from the person, just the basics. You know, what's going on? What's the issue? What's the challenge? What's the opportunity? What's the decision that's facing them? You know, so I like to get the basics and then I really do just you know, literally rely on my intuitive faculties. I connect with the person. Um, you know, I keep up my boundaries. I don't become the person. You know, I don't take on their issues, but I can feel what's affecting them and, you know, maybe what they're going through. I link with their guides. And I really do. I get images, pictures, senses, messages, words, and I share them. I don't always know what I'm saying. I worked with a woman a few days ago, and I am not a medium. You know, a medium is somebody whose specialty is speaking with or for the dead. That is not my specialty. But this woman called, and I didn't know her, hadn't ever met her, talked with her before. And she was crying because her mom had died three years earlier, and she couldn't figure out why she was still grieving. And I just started to see stories in my head, so I told the stories. And they were really involved about her mother, and her mother had had a sister that died when the sister was two, and this is what the sister looked like. And I spun this entire tale, and this woman, you know, like said, how do you know that? I said, I don't, I'm just sharing what I'm seeing. And she said, well, my mother had a sister when my mom was eight, had a sister who was two, who was I'm named after her, you know, and the whole story was really quite accurate. So the bottom line being that literally my client had been her mother's sister, so of who died, the sister died. So there's this, you know, sort of complicated explanation for why she was still crying every day. And, you know, it's not something you're going to be able to necessarily get from your own brain if you're in a situation like that. You know, we can't connect all those dots. So people come to people like me, and there's many, many people, you know, with, you know, greater gifts than I have, especially in mediumship, you know, to try to figure out what's in the invisible realm that's impacting us. So, you know, the way I work is I just have to trust. I have to trust I'm not just making this stuff up. And frequently, what I say to myself when I'm sharing a story that I don't understand, I go, Cindy, Mm -hmm. would you and your normal self say this it's like no well then it's got to be intuition (laughs) so we're all connected so we're all able to sense and to feel and to hear and to see for ourselves and others just just in different ways how do you use chakras to receive guidance well i i use the chakra system all the time first of all i have a lot of knowledge of it so my brain you know knows you know, if somebody's experiencing physical pain, I know which chakra I'm probably going to work with. If they have a liver disorder, I know which chakra I'm going to work with. You know, so it gives me a good rudimentary skeleton to start interacting with the person or delving into the diagnostic to figure out where the issue might start or where we might want to work. It's not always accurate, but it is, you know, you want to have a lay of the land. And then frequently I analyze what I'm seeing in my head based on chakra energy, chakra colors. I'll see a chakra. I know where to work. I'll see the guidance, um, you know, sending healing to somebody in a particular chakra. They'll feel it there. So to me, that's like my medical system. That's the chakra. You know, if the doctor's going to work with a patient, they're going to go, gosh, if there's bone cancer, we have to work inside of the bones, right? 
<clears throat> so for me, if somebody has a bone disorder, that relates to a specific chakra, and I'm at least going to do a thorough job of, of you know, kind of looking at what might be going on with that energy center or because of that energy center that's creating an impasse or a situation for the client. How old should a person be to get their chakras realigned or to see somebody like you? Oh, you know, that's a great question. No one's asked me that. Ta-da! Bing, 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 I win! (laughs) I love it. I work with a lot of kids. I really do, but this is what I usually do. First of all, really little kids are antsy. (laughs) So, for instance, over the summer I had a family bring their three kids in. Mm -hmm. You know, the 12- and the 10-year-old were great sitting in the room, and I'm very gentle and careful with what I say, and at times I ask the kids to leave so I could talk more in-depth with the parents. But that this adorable little 3-year-old, he was in my backyard digging holes, playing with the dogs. All right, so... You can, through a parent, if a parent gives you permission, you know, until, you know, a youngster's like 13, 14, you know, someone like me can work, you know, with the parent, you know, for the child. Okay. Um, And usually it's better when they're 14 and up, you know, to kind of work with, you know, a practitioner. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I meet lots of kids. Um, My own, you know, one of my, one of my sons, when he was sort of, you know, 15, 16, not real happy, didn't really have a good sense of himself. I sent him to someone like me who did a chakra reading and told him what his strengths were, who he was, how the world saw him, what he was really all about. I'll tell you, it changed his life. All of a sudden, he thought, you know, I'm not this big dumb jock. I'm super smart. I'm really good at this and that and the other thing. And literally, it changed his life. So, Lots of times this is a great approach to help a kid understand their gifts mm-hmm. better and feed their self-esteem. Though I had one young man come in to see me. He was 12. He said ever since he was little, he'd been dreaming he'd die at 13. So some of, some of the things kids bring up are pretty meaty as well. Wow. You know, yeah, I, I know. And, and I, I'm, I'm, you know, you and I, are, again, we're talking off air, and your son uh, has acquired a baseball uh, scholarship and yeah. did he did you use reiki on uh, not reiki but did you use the energy chakras when your son we was playing baseball absolutely did it's a cool story about a year and a half ago i had a dream mm-hmm. that he was in the major leagues and he was just a middle player a pitcher but you know middling good the next week he came to me and he said mom i want to be a major league baseball player and i thought well i guess you know, here we are. I'm a single mom. Mom's yep. in charge. Month later, I'm teaching in Chicago. I'm telling the story. This young man comes up to me and he goes, I'm supposed to be your son's coach. He is a baseball player, and he knows one of the best baseball coaches, pitching coaches in America. And there we go. That hmm. particular young man who was in my class, it, the, the, uh, their company is called the Evolved Athlete or the Lightning Effect. They have a couple names does energy work. So for a year and a half, my son Gabe learns mechanics alongside energy. He'll, in fact, one time his arm was so sore he couldn't lift it. Within 10 minutes, this young man was able to get his arm lifted all the way, just releasing energy. All right, stand by. That was my producer letting me know that we have to take our final break. You are so subtle. You know that, Craig? Ah, what can I tell you? Cindy Dale is our special guest, www.cindydale.com. And we'll both be back after this break, wrapping up this hour here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Hi everyone, Rob McConnell here, and I wanted to spend a moment on internet streaming. Everybody has heard about internet streaming, but not many know much about it. Did you know the internet streams just about everything? Movies. From new releases to old classics. TV shows. Almost every show, every episode, and much more. 
but the question has always been, how do you do it? Well, now, thanks to the folks at 123 Ready TV, I have the answer for you. They have developed a simple program app, 123 Ready TV, that you install on your Windows PC, Android smartphone, or Android tablet that can have you streaming like a pro in less than five minutes. You truly won't believe how much is available or how easy it is to do until you try. And for a one-time cost of only $19.99, this product is a real winner. To learn more about 123 Ready TV, visit our website at www.xzbn.net. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. There's a legend shared by many indigenous cultures of a time when the nations were cast to the four corners of the world. Each nation was given a body of sacred knowledge that held a different portion of the truth to preserve. True reality could not be known until all the nations reunited, combining the information. If a single one was missing, the world could not be reborn and darkness would prevail. The Science of Magic Radio is dedicated to reuniting the sacred knowledge. With the understanding, none of us has all the answers, but together we can open new perceptions and possibilities. Through our combined vision, the world can be reborn into a place where darkness no longer prevails. Join me, Gwilda Wiecka, and the Science of Magic daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, or visit us at thescienceofmagic.net. ExoNation, uh, Cindy Dale is our special guest this hour, www.cindydale.com. First of all, Cindy, thank you so much for joining us and uh, for sharing your expertise and your stories with us. Before we went to the break, we were talking about your son and his uh, his scholarship that he's won for baseball, and apparently there's a couple of baseball leagues looking at him as well. Yeah, there are. There's a couple wow. of pro teams and maybe more coming. Yep, but I, I, he in a little un, over a year went from 75 to 90 as his fastball, mm-hmm. and I really think it was the energy work because you have to, you know, it addresses emotions, 
the mental aspect of the game, you know, physical blocks, yeah. um, you know, how you get in the zone. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, honestly, chakras, energy, I think it's where it's at for just about anything. And I'm sure the fact that you're his mom certainly had a lot to do with it. Well, it did. First of all, it bothered him really? <laughs> that I'm his mother Why? and could perceive certain things that maybe needed to get worked on. <laughs> My gosh. <laughs> but he'd been around it his whole life. So to him, it was sort of like, oh, this is just normal. Oh, I see. Right? Yeah, of course. You know, if your elbow's stuck, mm-hmm. you you know, there's an energy in there that's stuck and you let it go. It wasn't really that complicated for him. Well. Well, I, I I would bet you by now he's kind of saying, geez, thank mom. He actually is. He's a sweetheart. He's he's six foot one, two hundred and thirty, and he's all heart. And really every day he says, Thanks, mom, you know, thanks for helping. Uh thanks for paying for things. Mm-hmm. You know, money's energy too. Sure. <laughs> so sometimes we have to invest that as well. Well, congratulations uh, to your son and to you for raising such a great guy. Thank you. It's, been, it's really been my joy. You also talk about the use of chakras for manifesting. Would this be an example? Absolutely. I have another great story about manifesting with the chakras. Because remember, you know, chakras have energy fields associated with them. They emanate energy fields or the auric fields. You know, and, uh, and people without even knowing it are reading our energy. So if we're emanating a message from a chakra that says, don't hire me, the person's not going to know why, but they're not going to hire you. If you're emanating a message that says, hey, I'm a great employee, you know, the other person because they're intuitive without necessarily knowing it, will read that energy and be more apt to hire you. You know, in, in fact, I helped my son with this one time. He was going to, you know, kind of go to a tournament, tournament a year ago, and he needed to make a really big splash in his pitching. And I tuned in. I asked Spirit, you know, is there anything I can do to help besides sit there for six hours, you know, kind of in the hot sun before he pitches? Um, and I heard just right, 88 miles per hour on his energy field. I thought, this is like Harold in the Purple Crayon. I can do this. So I did that, and you know what? He hit 88 miles an hour. And all of a sudden, all the coaches are watching him. The next tournament, the next week, however, Spirit said, you know, you're not going to be able to do that again. I said, well, yeah, I want to write 90. (laughs) And it's like, no, no, no. He has to do this himself. He has to, like, work through whatever was in the way of getting to 88, and he'll get close. I was a nervous ninny because all of a sudden I'm not in control of his chakras. I'm not steering the wheels of his energy field. Um, And he did fantastic. He hit 87 miles an hour. He just kept climbing. Um, You know, but that's that's kind of what we can do if we're allowed and, you know, if we're being empowered to help manifest. We can't change, you know, reality for somebody else um, unless – Specifically, we're told, I believe, we're guided to be able to lend a helping hand. Um, But there's a lot about our own lives that we have more, we're not in charge. I would never say we're in control, but we have a little more power than we think we do. And we can work with the chakras and energy field to, you know, to assert different messages into the world and get the world to respond to us in a uh, like-minded fashion. A lot of people talk about the need for boundaries. They pick, uh, they pick up others' emotions or problems. We all know this. So how does this work? You know, I, I've walked into a room. Everything's been fine. Another person walked in, and you can just feel the energy being sucked right out of you. Yep. Vampired, right? Yep. We do need boundaries. And boundaries aren't really a psychological construct at baseline. They're an energetic, a subtle energy construct. So, you know, think of chakras as really these sort of rotating energy fields. We have more energy fields coming off of our cells, our bones, our organs, our heart. Um, We have visible, invisible fields like ones we can measure and ones that we can't. Even medical doctors can measure energy fields, you know, at this point. You know, so if we have really good, solid um, biochemical energy going through our body, if we're in a positive place, If in the center of us we're really based in positive emotions, there's proof of this, too. Uh, Appreciation, gratitude, openness, clarity. You know what? 
literally every single organ, cell, chakra, etc., is going to be really strong and emanate energy fields that go around us that won't let in other people's energy or disastrous energy or won't let people steal from us. Um, you know, if we're really tired, if we don't, if we have worthiness issues, if we're sick, guess what? We don't have as much gasoline in the system, so those fields aren't going to be as strong, and it's just, you know, it's catastrophic. We'll absorb other people's illnesses, pains, problems, etc. And it's really quite a complicated issue, um, but you can learn how to generate better energy boundaries and not absorb what's outside of you, but you can sense it, you know, and be empathic, but you don't have to bring their energy into you or let them steal your energy. That's what most of my clients have that problem. Um, you know, energy is stolen from them or they're absorbing other people's negativity. I think it's probably the biggest unknown illness, <laughs> undiagnosed illness, probably on this planet. So what do we do to to make sure we don't get into these situations? And even if we take care of the energy vampires for ourselves, that we don't actually bring the risk of, of that negative energy to others we meet throughout the day or even bring it at home or to the workplace. You know what? That's a fantastic you know, point is that it goes two ways. We can also, um, you know, kind of really hurt other people with our own negative energy. Um, in fact, I have a friend who years ago who said the most communicable disease is depression. <laughs> so, you know, if we're like that kind of pig pen in the Snoopy, you know, you know, cartoons, you know, with all this negativity, you know the cure for that? There's just one thing we have to do is if we own what we're feeling, mm -hmm. it's not slopping around outside of there for other people to pick up. It's all about honesty. If I'm in a bad mood and I'm dealing with my bad mood, other people aren't going to be able to, you know, take or get negatively impacted by my anger or my fear or my sadness. It's really about feeling the feelings and doing the work inside in an honest way um, because we're, we're all going to have feelings. Yeah. We're all going to have good days and bad days, but that's the key. How do you, uh, how do you tap into your chakras on a daily basis? You know, I use a really easy little technique that I teach everybody. Mm -hmm. I do it when I'm, you know, wake up in the morning. I do it if I have to do something, you know, really challenging or if I feel like I'm losing energy. I literally just affirm my own spirit. That's that immortal essence of myself. And it's like, you know, kind of I'm affirming my soul at the same time. And I just kind of feel that, you know, the energy of my own spirit running all the way through my body. Mm -hmm. I affirm other people's spirits and sort of decide I'm only going to interface, you know, with the best part of them. I want to meet and greet the best part of them. That's a, that doesn't mean somebody can't be a jerk, right? But I'm not going to react to that. And then I, you know, affirm the greater spirit and just say, you know what, my main relationship as I move through the day or work with a client or teach a class or go to a baseball game is going to be with that greater spirit. And then I really do just kind of tune in every so often to my chakras, you know, to see if there's one I need to work with or mm -hmm. come from or if there's a bolt of energy I need from my first chakra, which is in the hips, which is physical because I have to get the cleaning done. Um, you know, so I work, I use them like piano keys. You know, if you need physical yeah. energy, tap into the first chakra. It's that simple. It Listen, is. we've got about uh, two minutes left. What are your final yeah. thoughts for the Yexone Nation around the world tonight? You know, you know, enjoy this information. You know, some people get sort of hung up on mm -hmm. the particulars of, oh, what if I use my first chakra instead of my fourth chakra? Or what if the problem's really here or there? Or what if I'm around a lot of negative people and I don't think I'm strong enough? You know, it. this is really powerful information, but you can have fun with it, too. Go golfing with it. <laughs> I mean... You know, implement it, use it in your everyday life. When I'm doing the dishes, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm literally, you know, kind of engaging with my heart chakra and, you know, just having fun, you know, kind of doing the dishes. So, you know, integrate it in your life. A little bit of knowledge goes a long way. Cindy, I want to thank you ever so much for joining us tonight. It's been a great pleasure talking to you. I wish you continued success, and I wish your son the very best of his career because, number one, sounds like he's got... 
He's got everything it takes. And number two, he's got a great mom, and I'm sure he's going to make his mom very proud. How can our people listening tonight get a copy of your book, Cindy? Um, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, I go online. Little Book of Chakras mm-hmm. is my you know, latest book, and it's getting good reviews, and it's little. Most of my books are really big, so I'm really you know, pressing the point. It's nice and pocket size, so you can get an awful lot of knowledge in a very little book. So Amazon's the easiest way to get it. Cindy, take care of yourself. Thank you very much for joining us here on the Exxon, and I look forward to the next time we meet right back here. Me too. Take care of yourself, and have a wonderful day. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. Exxon Nation, Cindy Dale has been our guest this hour, www.cindydale.com. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news at six and a half minutes past the top of the hour as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. 